Well, good evening, America. It is 7 p.m. It is Tuesday, October 6th, and this is Queer News Tonight, the world's first live LGBTQ daily evening news. It is time to queer up the news. Watch as we bring you these and other stories from the LGBTQ headlines. Supreme Court Justices Thomas and Alito call for overturn of marriage equality. Ryan Murphy is set to release a new limited series exploring the crimes of gay serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. And tomorrow night on It's Happening Out at 8 p.m. on Wednesday, we dive into Rihanna's Savage X Fenty fashion show and discuss the glory of sweatpants season. That should be interesting. <laughs> and then on Gay Town Hall, Thursday at 8 p.m., we bring together the most diverse cast of LGBTQ community members ever assembled to discuss LGBTQ History Month. You won't want to miss it. So good evening again, America. It is 7 p.m. Tuesday, October 6, 2020, and it is time to queer up the news. We are literally out of the closet and into the headlines. So many of your stories we are going to tell this evening on Queer News Tonight. Tonight on the world's first live daily queer evening news show. Tonight's news about the gay community and the news from an LGBTQ perspective. Are our gay stories important to you? In headlines, politics, entertainment, gay culture, travel, religion, and more. Reported by respected anchors. Out of the closet and into the headlines on Q News Tonight. Well, thank you for joining Queer News tonight. We are live. This is an unedited evening LGBTQ news show. So anything can happen. This evening, we bring you the news of and a perspective from the LGBTQ community. I'm your anchor, Al Ferguson, and these are my co-anchors, David Hopkins and Dr. Ty Hauser. You know, speaking of ties, I just noticed this is the first time in uh, Queer News Tonight history. No one's wearing a tie, but then we've got this one at the end. Yes. I'm enough tie for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> enough. Uh, mm, all right. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's queer up the news. Tonight we begin with queer headlines. The LGBTQ community in America is diverse. The LGBTQ community around the world is vast, and we bring you the bullet points of queer news for today, Tuesday, October 6, 2020. We begin by queering up the USA in reporting that Supreme Court Justices Thomas and Alito call for overturn of marriage equality. Watch this. Now, it did generate uh, a concurrence, but a kind of a warning, if you will, from Justices Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito, who said, you know, the, we're, we, we've got to address this question of what happens when someone's religious views run up against an anti-discrimination law. Uh, they said that the, the, the Supreme Court's decision in the, in the gay marriage case, which, of course, they dissented from, uh, made anyone who opposes same-sex marriage into a bigot and they said the Supreme Court should fix that. Two U.S. Supreme Court justices have called for the overturning of same-sex marriage laws after the court rejected an appeal from Kim Davis, the Kentucky clerk who refused to issue same-sex marriage licenses back in 2015 due to her personal 
religious beliefs opposing homosexuality. In their dissent, Justices Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas argued that the court had bypassed the democratic process in its 2015 Oberfell decision, which legalized marriage equality nationwide and barely stopped short of making Kim Davis a religious martyr in saying she would not be the last person whose religious freedom would be stepped on due to that ruling. So my eyes can't roll hard enough for this story. Um, having to help somebody get married that you don't agree with is fine. I have seen lots of people I don't like get married. It doesn't hurt your religious freedom unless they're forcing you to get married. So shut up, bitch. Yeah, exactly. And there is, P.S., this little thing called separation of church and state. So fuck you, justices. Ooh. My goodness, both of y'all are on fire tonight. Uh, let me um, not make um, an observation like y'all did. Let me make a more technical observation. Uh, we are on the verge of the loss of the Supreme Court. Uh, this new justice nomination uh, is critically important to us because it's going to shift a balance of power on gay marriage and many, many other rulings. And what happens in the next four years is going to cement what happens for the next entire generation. I hope LGBTQ America is listening on its justification. If our rights in the Supreme Court are important, you are getting out to vote on November 3rd. If you don't, the changes coming are coming. That's right. Next week, we're up the world. High school bullies sing, for he's a jolly good faggot, after a student comes out as bisexual. Watch this. He's a jolly good he's a jolly good High school students were caught on video singing for he's a jolly good faggot about a classmate they didn't like who came out as bisexual. The private school students in Dublin can be heard chanting for he's a jolly good faggot to the tune of for he's a jolly good fellow repeatedly in the video posted to Snapchat. One of the students is holding a rainbow flag. A 2017 study commissioned by Ireland's Minister for Children and Youth Affairs found that one in five LGBTQ young people report recent harassment and bullying. It appears things haven't improved much since 2017. You know, the, uh, the Irish uh, people really surprised me when they were the first to vote in um, same-sex marriage as a, as a referendum. And that was such a pivotal moment uh, in LGBTQ history. And now to see this, I, I, I'm going to take the same line. Fuck you, Irish kids. Oh, um, uh, queer news tonight is really justified by um, reporting stories like this. We were discussing this right before we went on air that probably 95 out of 100 LGBT Americans are not familiar with this story. Uh, this is this happened in Dublin, but it could have been Pittsburgh, could have yeah. been Omaha, could have been Denver. And uh, if we think we have completely arrived and all discrimination against our community is over, it is not. It's one of the reasons why we must continue to stay vigilant in reporting instances uh, against our community and uh, getting the kind of legislation in our local, our state, and our federal positions, like the Equality Act, passed. You know, and it, it does happen in those towns you mentioned, Al. For example, when I came out of the closet in 99, one of my uh, social connections, Ryan Skipper, was beat to death for being uh, gay and left on the side of I-4 in Lakeland, Florida. Um, every time people start to advance, the people who don't like them push back, and the pushback can get terrifying.
Yes, it's called our national election, by yeah, the way. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's continue queering up the world. Egyptian police use grinder to arrest and assault gays. Police in Egypt are accused of using dating apps and social media to track down and arrest queer folks in their latest attempt to, quote, clean the streets. Human Rights Watch interviewed 15 people who say they were arrested, detained, and tortured by Egyptian police and national security agency officers because they are LGBTQ. Once in custody, they say, were subject to days and sometimes months of abuse, such as forced anal and vaginal virginity tests, being beatings, rape, and sexual assault. While most of those interviewed were eventually acquitted, the damage caused by their illegal arrests, detention, and torture remains. Ooh. Next, we are going to queer up entertainment. In reporting, Ryan Murphy is set to release a new limited series exploring the crimes of gay serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. Ryan Murphy is adding a new show to his catalog with a series focusing on the prolific serial killer, Jeffrey Dahmer. The new series will be titled Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer Story, and production will begin in January 2021. Janet Mock, who also directed and is the executive producer of Hollywood and Pose, will write and direct the new project, with Carl Franklin also stepping in to the creative chair. Well, we've had some really dark headlines so far, but let's queer up the world with some good news. Petra de Sutter becomes world's highest ranking trans politician. Belgium made history with the appointment of a transgender woman as the country's new deputy prime minister. Green Party member Petra de Sutter was sworn into office last Thursday and will be responsible for public administration and enterprises. De Sutter is now the highest ranking transgender person in political office. In addition to her work in government, Desuter is also a gynecologist and fertility expert. She has strongly advocated for legislation to help improve access for medically assisted reproduction, an important issue for the LGBTQ community. Next, we'll queer up religion. Leader of LGBTQ hate group attended White House Amy Coney Barrett event. Michael Ferris, who leads Alliance Defending Freedom, designated an anti-LGBTQ hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center, was in attendance at the White House Amy Coney Barrett introduction. The exclusive Rose Garden gathering on the 26th of September is under scrutiny as multiple people who were there, including the president, have contracted COVID-19. When Barrett was confirmed to the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals in 2017, 27 LGBTQ groups opposed her based on past comments and her affiliation with ADF. First off, um, it's almost impossible to believe that a president of the United States at a Supreme Court Rose Garden introduction, violating every factor of mask and social isolation, but a Supreme Court announcement in the Rose Garden would have somebody uh, with an organization like ADF that is on Southern Poverty's list of hate groups in America. A president would never do that because it would worry them in terms of the justification of the hearings that were to come about their justice. It's an indication that the White House doesn't care. You know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg opens so many doors for women in this country, and Amy Coney Barrett has it in her mind to walk through them and then close them behind her for everyone else. So I'm just going to echo what I said earlier about a different story. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Wait, I know one of Ty's lines coming. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> now I'm not going to use it, but I should. Um, but no, she, um, I mean, this is why we have to vote people. Judges are important. Judges make decisions. And this woman could overturn our rights. Yeah, and likely will. Mm -hmm. Join the Happening Out television network next, uh, we report, at 5 p.m. this Thursday, October 8th, here at our broadcast center at Sunshine Cathedral, as we celebrate Vote Common Good. Watch this. We were shocked by the fact that people of faith said, we want that person to be the president of the United States. And a lot of us said, we've got to do something about it. So we said, well, we've woken up and we now need to speak up and we need to stand up. And we asked people making the common good their voting criteria, not their political party, not even a political agenda, to start with the idea that the common good drives you. And I believe as a Christian that my call is not to vote for my own self-interest. I should do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, even in my voting. So we need to be the ones who are going to voice that to other people. Vote Common Good is an inspiring, energizing, and mobilizing movement that was started in January of 2020 for people of faith to make the common good their voting criteria and to pursue faith, hope, and love for a change on Election Day 2020 and prevent the re-election of Donald Trump. This 90-minute event is for people of all ages, political leanings, and faith interests, a blend of rally, revival, party, political meeting and includes musicians, poets, activists, and more. Queer News Tonight is proud to support this Get Out the Vote rally, and it's an outdoor event here on the campus of Sunshine Cathedral, and over the next three days you're going to hear a lot of our integration with them, and they're going to be involved in our many shows and platforms to talk about the importance of getting out to vote. Next, let's catch up on all the news surrounding COVID-19 with our Quarantine Quickies segment. These are the biggest stories relating to the ongoing pandemic. Quarantine Quickies. Trump leaves Walter Reed saying Americans shouldn't be afraid of COVID-19. Watch this. I just left Walter Reed Medical Center, and it's really something very special. The doctors, the nurses, the first responders, and I learned so much about coronavirus. And one thing that's for certain, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. You're gonna beat it. We have the best medical equipment. We have the best medicines, all developed recently. And you're gonna beat it. President Trump was discharged from Walter Reed National Military Medical Center on Monday evening following three days of treatment for COVID-19, downplaying the deadly threat posed by the virus and telling Americans not to let it dominate their lives. It may be a tough sell to the Americans who have lost loved ones to this pandemic, a number that has swelled to over 210,000 and still steadily climbing. White House uh, physician Sean Conley told reporters earlier Monday that Trump's symptoms were improving and that he had met the criteria for discharge as of Monday afternoon, less than 72 hours after being admitted to the hospital. He said he learned something. This man is incapable of learning anything. 
yeah, don't let it scare you. Respect it. That's what the message should be. 27 days. 27 days to go. Um, we're finished evaluating Donald Trump. We have, we have evaluated him. We have judged him. And now it's time to sentence him. And our sentencing will take place on November 3rd. There's nothing else to discuss but the sentencing phase. So uh, one of Al's Facebook friends, Glenn Sheena, called me out because I made the comment that I don't want anybody to die, and I wouldn't dance on anyone's grave, but if the president dies, I may need some new dancing shoes. After seeing him do that publicity stunt, labored breathing, putting people at risk taking the mask off, I hope he does fucking die, and I will need some new dancing shoes. Quarantine quickies. There is an alarming amount of COVID-19 vaccine skepticism. Lack of trust in a potential coronavirus vaccine is becoming a truly major problem, according to a new Stat-Harris poll survey. 79% of respondents said that they would worry about a vaccine safety if it's approved quickly, and 75% said they would worry about politics rather than science driving the process. Confidence in a new vaccine is of the utmost importance, but with the Trump administration constantly pushing back against federal agencies in order to push through the vaccine, it isn't just the anti-vaxxer crowd beginning to wonder if it will be safe. Happening on television network next in our reporting tonight, including Queer News Tonight, will sponsor the National LGBTQ Vote 2020 debate and SmackDown on Friday, October 16th at 7.30 p.m. live. Watch this. Well, the debate will feature some of the greatest LGBTQ conservative voices in America from hashtag walkaway and Americans for Trump, including founder Brandon Strzok. They will debate the vote 2020 issues with liberal hosts from Gaytown Hall. You can participate in person at the event being held in the gayest place on planet Earth here in South Florida, or you can participate nationally in the event live virtually. It will be an outstanding opportunity for you to consider lots of issues making your decision for November 3rd. The National LGBTQ Vote 2020 debate and SmackDown will be moderated, well, by me, and one of the Gaytown Hall anchors that will be one of the debaters is Dr. Uh, Ty Hauser here, I really and also <laughs> uh, Reverend Dr. Darrell Watkins, a senior pastor at Sunshine Cathedral, and Taisha Best. Next on uh, Queer News Tonight, we celebrate the top images of the book New Queer Photography. These amazing images in this photo essay celebrate many aspects of LGBTQ community. We hope you enjoy it. Watch this. Queer News Tonight presents eight gorgeous images from the book New Queer Photography by editor Benjamin Wolbergs. Number eight, photo by How Wind. Number 7. Photo by Alexander Hefeli. 
Number 6. Photo by Gerardo Vismanos. Number 5. Photo by Ralph Obergfell. Number 4. Photo by Costas Fakas. Number 3. Photo by Galexander Hafeli. Number 2. Photo by Gerardo Vismanos. And number 1. Photo by Damien Bladier. This had been 8 gorgeous images from the book, New Queer Photography by editor Benjamin Wolbergs. What did you think? Share your thoughts in the live comment thread. And don't forget to like and subscribe. That's an outstanding photo essay. Happenio Television Network is broadcasting on our brand new set in partnership with the Sunshine Cathedral, the world's largest queer church here in Fort Lauderdale and Wilton Manors, Florida. We always joke we're broadcasting from the gayest place on planet Earth. Our support of their Sunday celebration is the largest LGBTQ religious broadcast in the world. Every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern and it is completely live. We encourage you to tune in. Sunshine Cathedral is my queer church. Watch this. John Buckley from Unity Coalition and Celebrate Orgullo, and Sunshine Cathedral is my queer church. Excellent. We'd like also to thank our set designer, Concepto Modern Living, here in Fort Lauderdale for making this set in this amazing queer church campus possible. Tonight is part 30 of Q's Q&A on health and the LGBTQ community, October 6th. This special segment is designed to be unique in America to answer your questions about health for the LGBTQ community during this pandemic. Every Tuesday, we have an American pioneer in AIDS, HIV, medical treatment. With us is Dr. Howard Grossman, specialist in internal medicine with an emphasis on HIV. He was the executive director of the American Academy of HIV Medicine. He has become a nationally recognized uh, educator on HIV issues and an advocate for LGBTQ civil rights and the rights of our community. And of course, he has become the medical expert during pandemic for Queer News Tonight. Welcome, Dr. Grossman. And before we get started, another big week uh, for uh, medicine and science. And by the way, we found out this week that medicine and science aren't the same thing. That's what the White House <laughs> says. Um, any uh, big issues that, uh, before we dive into viewer questions that you want to discuss tonight? No, I think we should get to the big question quickly. But I, I would like to say one thing, Alan, a story you guys did earlier, because I do believe that marriage equality is a healthy thing and is a health issue for the LGBTQ community. And that's one thing about Clarence Thomas is that his marriage to a Caucasian woman was illegal until 1967. And many religious people felt that what they call miscegenation, so mixing white and black, was, uh, was an abomination to God. So he really, you know, talk about a hypocrite, 
um, yeah. you know, the, you know, that's what's going on. It's absolutely. But let's get. Yeah, uh, let's jump in, uh, David. Uh, let's start with our first question. Sure thing. A viewer has asked, "How unsafe was Trump's drive Sunday night in terms of spreading COVID nineteen to the Secret Service?" Well, Dave, this is something that you know. This whole issue about Trump and COVID nineteen, we need to really address very clearly, because he has embarked on a disinformation campaign that is. I mean, it might as well come from the KGB, except that it's so stupid that, you know, uh, they probably wouldn't take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So so first of all, I mean, there's there's one of two things going on here. Either he was uh, he became infected and developed symptoms uh, last Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, and so he is still in the highly infectious stage, at which point him taking that trip um, in the car. Remember though, that car is hermetically sealed to prevent poison gas attacks. So his taking, put those people in that car at huge risk. And now he's back in the White House and talking about going back on the campaign trail. If we assume again that he's in that first seven days, that's the most infectious time. Now, that's one thing. So that says a lot about him if that's the case. The other possibility, and I did hear actually one or two commentators talking about this, but I thought about this before, is that he is past the infectious stage. So we've talked before that after seven, day, seven days after symptoms appear, according to the CDC, you cannot culture infectious virus. Now, if he's seven days past symptoms first appearing, that would put it back around last Sunday which means that he was infected and symptomatic at the debate uh, and at all his events after that, and he knew it. Mm -hmm. And if you look at him, if you look at him during that debate, and I've been saying this even before this information came out, he was sweating like we've never seen him sweat. Now we've seen him at rallies talk for two and a half hours. The man does not sweat or his makeup absorbs it. I'm not sure which. <laughs> um, there's probably enough cornstarch in that pancake to really <laughs> absorb it. But he was really sweating. And and number two, when Melania got up to be with him, now we've seen her push him away before, but she could barely stand to touch him. She didn't hug him, she didn't kiss him. She, she could barely stand to touch him before she pulled away. Somebody tells me that they knew that he was infected days before anybody heard anything hmm. but he wow. just that, that yeah. is a fantastic uh, analysis of the two possibilities bad either way bad either way uh bad. we have an, another he, question one thing to correct before we go on one thing to correct is he came out today again and said this is like the flu and the flu kills more people so let me just tell you the national center for health statistics came out today with their numbers and as of october Third, from February to October, uh, the number of deaths involving COVID-19 was 197,884. So that's not the whole period, but that's that period. Uh, the number of deaths from influenza, with or without COVID, uh, including COVID-19 and bacterial pneumonia, was 6,712. Not the same. A complete lie. Yeah, uh, Ty. Um, uh, let's uh, let's do a general uh, LGBTQ. Sure, we will. Uh, we'll shift gears a little bit. Uh, we have a, a, a yeah customer. We have a viewer who wrote in and asked, "What is the best way to recover from substance abuse?" Not alone. 
is the easiest answer. So I think recovery from substance use um, is a long process. It's an ongoing process. It's one day at a time, as every recovery program says. I think it's really important to get help. Uh, and that may be an inpatient recovery. Uh, it may be an AACA, you know, uh, you know, cocaine anonymous, crystal anonymous, alcohol anonymous. Um, being, I, I often say to patients, being in the room with other people with the same problem. You don't have to talk, you don't have to say anything, but listening to people, all of whom have that commonality, I think is a very important way for getting sober. Um, but, mo but the first thing is, as they say, admitting you have a problem and reaching out for help. And we have a huge problem with alcoholism in our community and a huge problem with crystal meth. And it's all coming back again. Um, and I, I really wish people would reach out for help. Hmm. Excellent. And David, our final question today. Yeah, our final viewer question, um, which is prevalent here in the LGBTQ community, is uh, I have body dysmorphia, which causes me to undereat. What can I do? Uh, and, and David, this was a question coming from you. Obviously uh, not my question. I may have eaten the person who <laughs> Right? But I think, David, you know, clearly on both ends of the spectrum, we have problems in this community. We have problems who are overeaters. We have problems who people who have anorexia. Uh, bulimia is a big problem, especially among younger uh, gay men. Uh, obesity, a huge problem among our lesbian uh, population. And, you know, you know, there are all levels of bears, uh, but you know that there are some bears who are really morbidly obese to a point that endangers their health. Um, I think that we need to focus on healthy eating. Uh, we need to focus on the reality of bodies. Uh, you know, I just saw my trainer end up, who's a straight boy, end up in the hospital because he's been on this crash diet, bodybuilding thing. He's got himself down to some ridiculous amount of body fat to, to take pictures with, you know, and that's not the way his body looks normally. I mean, he's got an amazing body normally, but it's not that amazingly cut, dehydrated look. You gotta do a lot of stuff to get there. So, you know, I think we need to get to a place where people enjoy, learn to enjoy the food they eat and eat in a healthy way and that, that may take a lot of community education. You know, we've been talking about the body dysmorphia for, for decades now without doing anything about it. You know, uh, Dr. Grossman, I want to follow up and use me as an illustration uh, because I really don't know the answer to this question. I went through the process of um, a medical program that included um, gastric bypass, lost 300 pounds through it, uh, psychological counseling, learned about food, learned about exercise, the combination of all three. Uh, have been in this program now uh, over five years. But in general, for people that are in either spectrum that you've talked about, where do they turn to to get the proper medical health? Assuming they don't turn to healthy choice foods from Publix, uh, meaning the brand or diet foods, or assuming Weight Watchers does not work, where is the medical attention uh, and the proper medical attention to deal with both of the extremes that you just mentioned? How do you go about it? Well, I think it's always important to be honest with your primary care provider. Uh, tell them if you've been under eating, over eating, if you feel like you have a problem with food uh, or with your body image. 
Um, many providers, though, are really poorly educated on diet and, uh, and have these kind of health issues. So there are bariatric programs all over the place. Um, they're for people who have um, anorexia, where they're not eating enough, or they're bulimia. Uh, there are certainly websites to go to, places to reach out to get help. Uh, and find those organizations that can help you. But I think if you start by talking to your primary care provider, even if they can't do the help for you, at least it's a place to start talking about it. For the recommendations. Thank you, that's, a, that's excellent. Uh, I hear that loud and clear. Well, that's part 30. Uh, Howard, can you believe 30 weeks? You and I are practically married now. It's gone on I for know, so long. I know, time flies. And uh, well, <laughs> and, and by the way, next week I'm filing for divorce. It's, it's, it's over. You're gonna get the papers in the mail. Uh, Do well, I get as, the community property too? <laughs> <laughs> and right back at you, dude, right back at you. Well, that's part 30 of Q's Q&A, Health and the LGBTQ community. Every Tuesday night, we uh, bring you viewer questions and the most important medical advice from our medical expert, Dr. Howard Grossman from Midway Specialty Care Center right here in Wilton Manors. We highly encourage that you reach out to him as an LGBT community uh, uh, doctor specialist. As always, thank you, Dr. Grossman, for being with us uh, uh, tonight. And maybe I'll give you one more week. Thank maybe you. I'll hold the divorce <laughs> papers. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna end tonight's broadcast with the big finish. Short story mentions of LGBTQ news or news with a gay perspective. So here we go. First on Queer News Tonight's The Big Finish. Thor, Chris Hemsworth, releases Tasmanian devils on Australia's mainland after 3,000 years. Watch this. And after 3,000 years, Tasmanian devils finally made their return to the wild in mainland Australia with the help of actors Chris Hemsworth and Elsa Pataki. Aussie Ark, in partnership with Global Wildlife Conservation and Wild Ark, released 11 Tasmanian devils into a wildlife sanctuary in New South Wales and has plans to release 20 more devils next year, followed by another 20 the following year. Tasmanian devils were wiped out by a contagious cancer and after being hunted by dingoes. The dingo ate my baby, <laughs> Tasmanian devil. I have a Tasmanian devil I'd like to release in Chris Hemsworth. Mm. You know, uh, do you ever think he is actually an undercover Thor? And this is part of some strange prophecy to beat the next big bad guy that Thor is going to uh, face. God, though, he is so beautiful. Oh, and... I've been to Tasmania, Mike Drop, a large island uh, off the Australian mainland coast where the devil is locked up and can't escape. It will be more, much more famous as an island on January 20th because that's where Donald Trump is going to go to escape all the investigations and prosecutions that are coming. He's the real Tasmanian devil. I hear the chance now. Lock him up. Lock him up. The big finish, a soap opera actor kisses a mannequin, and we love it. Uh, watch this. Normally, actor Lawrence St. Victor and his abs would be intimate with his love interest, Zoe, but Zoe was replaced by the mannequin. Actress Kiara Barnes tweeted, we deaf had to do a billion takes because everyone was cracking up. 
Access Hollywood got exclusive access to actors emoting to mannequins on set. Yeah, with those abs and pecs, um, I've already had COVID, so you can't catch it from me. So instead of the mannequin, man, I can. <laughs> man, <laughs> I can. Stand in. Okay, good, David. <laughs> uh, well, I, as you know, am a trendsetter. So not to be outdone, uh, I just have a little something for you guys to see. <laughs> this is from, you know, some months ago. Yeah. 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 My response to that. And in fact, if you lose your lunch at home tonight, I do apologize. Yes, my response to that. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Wait, maybe it's not fake news. Never have I ever wanted to volunteer to be a man's mannequin more than this moment. My God, that man is breathtaking. Wasn't watching the video. I even commented at the table. I'm loving today's big finish. Oh. First I get Thor, now I get this. Amazing big finish today. Thanks for the compliments, Al. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the big finish. Too little, too late. Uber gay bully Perez Hilton says... I never needed to be so cruel. So I don't know if y'all are familiar with this little channel that used to be a big thing called the um, Logo TV. They had the big gay sketch show. And all I ever think of with Prez Hilton is when Johnny McGovern is making fun of him as a fatter Prez Hilton like he used to be before the cocaine meth or whatever allegedly made him lose the weight. Saying everybody was gay and fat because he was self-actualizing. And I think that's been his entire career. Yeah. I, um, I, I find it unforgivable for a gay person to out another gay person. I don't think there's ever a reason to do that. For that reason, I'll never forgive him. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, first, of course I know Logo Television because I watched The Golden Girls. Second... Thank you for being a friend. I knew, right? I knew my bliss could not last in the big finish. I got Thor. I got the mannequin. <laughs> I got Ty. Uh. <laughs> I don't think it is ever too late. Actually, I want to argue with Ty just a little. We all learn as we go. And now Perez knows he has been the wrong type of dick for a very long time. <laughs> I know everyone connected at RuPaul's Drag Race was listening to his <sighs> words. And I wonder if they will ever forgive him. D-I-C-K. Perez, not the good kind. And that's today's news for the LGBTQ community on the world's first LGBTQ evening news show. Remember, if it's important to the LGBTQ community, it's important to Queer News Tonight. But you gotta help us out. Click subscribe on YouTube and share this news. We are literally out of the closet and into the headlines. Look around the tables, people. This is the only source of live LGBTQ news in the world. Your community needs your support. You are not alone. We will get through this crisis. We are here with you, and this is Queer News Tonight. So thank you for joining us. I'm Al Ferguson. And on behalf of David Hopkins. Night, bitches. And Dr. Ty Hauser. Yes, queens. <laughs> we will see you daily and tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Good night, America. Do I get to be Blanche and you'd be <laughs> Sophia? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely the tall one. Oh, yes. <laughs>